Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Phantoms of the Silver Screen podcast, where it's spooky season all day, every day, despite what Mariah Carey tells you. I am one of your hosts, Rip, and I'm always joined by Mariah Carey's number one fan, Jumpy. It's me. That's right. It's that time of year. Yes. Thanksgiving. Can't wait. <laughs> it's food, the gluttonous time of the year. Followed it's by the, greed. <laughs> it's the favorite holiday of all our American friends out there. Whoever they it's are. It's the gluttonous holiday. They love eating. They love big events. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't? They cannot confirm nor deny anything we just said. And that is their fault. Mm-hmm. But do you have any like favorite foods for those kind of occasions? Not just Christmas or Thanksgiving or any of those other holidays that people celebrate. Like, what's your big family event favorite food? Mashed potatoes. Mashed potato. Yeah, that's classic. <laughs> just plain mashed potatoes. No, nothing on it. No, just. Cook some gravy. Mash, mash some potatoes with some butter and carnation milk or whatever. Mix it all together. That's it. I don't need more. A simple man loves simple things. What about you? Me? Mm-hmm. Hmm. What's the go-to? Uh, at the family gatherings, I usually go for whatever the version of macaroni cheese is there. Ooh. Yeah. There's a million different versions, and I go for it. <laughs> There's always some type of mac and cheese option. I feel you on that. I feel you. Yeah. I'm also very basic. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here. We like mac and cheese and mashed potatoes. Basics of the silver screen with a rip and mm-hmm. jumpy. <laughs> yeah. I don't have a very sophisticated. I like escargot at my family events. It's very nice. <laughs> well, you know, pumpkin pie with some whipped cream on top. <laughs> Well, we're not going to desserts. I was talking about food. food. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to offend you there. (laughs) But yes, it's the holidays, but we don't take a day off. No. With that being said. Except for all those days we took off. (laughs) With that being said, we're on episode seven of Midnight Club. (laughs) Slowly getting through the show that we love. Yes. The spiritual successor of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yes. We still Man, haven't. I love it. <laughs> I love it too. And we still I haven't hit so the much. point why a certain website would give this a 6 out of 10. I don't get it. I'm enthralled, but they I am to... going at a snail's pace. <laughs> hmm? They had that really fucked up somewhere. I don't know. Honestly. I mean, we don't know, but it has to be the ending. Something something has to be wrong with the ending. Yeah. They have to like not answer something that rubbed that reviewer the wrong way. You know, Maybe what? they're just like, and then a meteor killed everyone. And then the <laughs> reviewer is like, well, this is stupid. No, you know what, you know what it is? Is this what? the episode ends with everybody as angels and the reviewer <laughs> as Spencer. <laughs> Spencer's like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> it's like, Get this garbage out of here. Six out of ten. It's so terrible. If it ends with all of them becoming angels, I will stand up and applaud. 
I will. I will also stand up and applaud. <laughs> It'll be that that scene from Citizen Kane, and everyone else is upset, but I am angrily clapping. <laughs> That's my obscure reference because people don't watch that movie. Take a shot for every time there's an obscure re- reference. Don't. You'll die. <laughs> Dying, just like in that one movie. Yeah. <laughs> Back no. in 1976. Classic. <laughs> Um, I'm sure there's a movie like that. <laughs> but yes, Midnight Club, episode 7, simply titled Anya. Oh, man. Where we Anya. last left off, Anya was with the crew. Everybody's mm-hmm. there. Um, they're in the, the secret basement floor in Brightcliff Manor. And <laughs> they um, they're doing... They all did the ritual... They all put their blood and burn their favorite possession and are chanting. Mm. They got this from Julia. Oh, I'm sorry. Shasta. <laughs> they got this all from Shasta and Julia. They got Jones. it from Julia. You know, it's <laughs> Julia. Guys, come on. And yeah. I can yeah. confidently say with, you know, full awareness that I could be really stupid. And everyone who's watched ahead has seen that I'm wrong. I'm confident that I'm not wrong. That is Julia. Shasta is Julia. Shut up. If she's not, guess what? Six out of ten. It's <laughs> probably it. That's the review, everybody. Bye. <laughs> Julia's actually... It's Anya. It's been Anya the entire time. <laughs> um, but yeah. Speaking of Anya, they're trying to resurrect her. Well, not resurrect, but cure her of everything going on. And... They... And as they were doing that, she saw the spirit ghost last episode. It was scary. And that's where we ended it. <laughs> and it was really hard to just move on from that point. Because we couldn't keep going. But guess what? We watched it. And here we go. Now we know what happens. Anya's alive. <laughs> yes. And that's how we start the episode. She's working at a convenience store. Um, I want to express how relieved I was in this moment. We'll I, talk about later. I but was so ecstatic, so happy. Oh my god! I was oh like, "God, you made it!" Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Blood magic. Like I was so hyped for it. But we got some. Leading bad... up to it, I was like, "Get this blood magic away <laughs> from my characters here." Yeah. Um, I'm spacing on her name again. Angel porn. <laughs> What's her name? I don't want to remember it now. <laughs> Sandra. <laughs> her name is Angel Porn. It's Sandra. I was so worried for Sandra. She's involved in blood magic. This is like the opposite of what her entire character wants to be a part of. And she's still doing it for love and family and friends. Mm. So I was very nervous about this. But all those fears went out the window when I saw Anya was alive. I was like, Yes. She's living the good life. Hmm. And she is actually not living the good life. She is living the shit life. So, she has a very basic life. Um, working. Because she's wearing a, working at a dead-end job as a cashier. Which, you know, that's fine. It's just she doesn't seem to enjoy it. So that's the depressing part about it. She, on her way after work, she always passes by a ballet studio. And she just watches in the mirror and she can't help but think 
everything that's passing her by. The the opportunities she missed and gave up on. Now, she probably was going to get diagnosed with this. But she could have been someone before that happened. And most importantly, her family and friends, her family would be alive and her friend wouldn't have abandoned her. Rather, he didn't abandon her. He made the choice to just, if she's going to go down that road and ruin her life, he doesn't want to witness this because he's tried his hardest to get yeah, her to I stop. Yeah, I respect it. He's, he's that guy who was always there for her, but eventually enough was enough. Because some people might argue like, oh, a true friend will always be there for you, but you can only take so much abuse. I don't care how good of a person you are. Mm-hmm. If you love somebody and you're watching them go through that, eventually it's going to be too much and you don't want to be present for them destroying themselves. Yeah, you can only do so much to help somebody. Also, yeah. seeing him was like a bit of confirmation that he exists because I only know his character through the context of her story. Yeah, She did confirm he exists, exists but... Um, he looks identical. <laughs> through... Uh, <laughs> through conversation with Elanka. Mm. But she goes to group therapy and she talks about how she was the only survivor of this whole thing. What a slap in the face. Everybody else died. Yes, I was so sad and suspicious. As high as I was with like, (laughs) oh my God, I just alive. What do you mean everyone's dead? (laughs) Kev Kev is dead? Vents, everybody. It's like it worked. The whole midnight society slash crew. <laughs> the um, the uh, the they tried it five more times for mm-hmm. however many other people were there, and it didn't work for anybody. Just Anya, and everybody else passed, and the one that really choked her up was Alanka. Because of all the people in her head that deserved to stay alive was her. Because she's the one who came with that, I'm going to make it out of here, cancer-free. Also, in the context of the story at this point, Alanka's the only reason that she's alive. Because what she did, what she did to intervene, saved Anya's life. Yeah. So that has to create a massive massive ball of guilt if your life was spared because of her but she couldn't save herself or you couldn't save her it oof it's horrible yeah you know what's also frustrating all of their lives could have been saved if they got a little bit of blood from a certain priest in midnight (laughs) mass what is this a crossover episode yeah I'm just saying (laughs) um I was just thinking about that the other day. Just this is a really good idea for a show, but then also this other show has the solution. But like, even if it's a temporary one, I mean, it still has a solution. Doesn't it feel like a hereditary midsummer kind of thing, where the one the person made the I forgot the director or or whatever, uh, he made hereditary midsummer to be juxtapositions of each other, where they're the exact opposites. Where hereditary was you're afraid of the night, while midsummer was like everything was happening during the day, kind of mm. thing. Um, yeah. Midnight club Love and midnight movies. mass kind of feel that way. 
where there is something about them but i don't know if it's one for one but like i i get what you're saying they do resonate with each other somehow yeah. i'm just not smart enough to outline <laughs> the themes or you know we just need more time you know whiteboard mm-hmm. and some string i mean they are both about cheating death in a way yeah and they involve cults i don't know do they both involve vampires no frankenstein victor frankenstein it's not too late <laughs> so um so yeah the um, so here's where it gets interesting other than finding out everybody died um, yeah and anya's living her like very solitary life they go she goes home and exactly at 12 o'clock the radio turns on because this is old school and she has a radio and we hear the prayer before uh, before every midnight club meeting and it throws her off but then she goes about on about on her day she goes to work something's off about whatever like somebody's buying uh a hammer with blood on it and she looks up and she realizes that character is interesting like familiar and Mm. her manager comes over and she's just like anya why are you not ringing this camera up and anya's just like am i am i losing it what's going on and she goes to the group therapy, gives an impassioned speech about, like, uh, was, was somebody's like, she just, I don't remember what triggered her, but she did go into how guilty she feels about spontaneous remission, which yeah. is what she went through, and how her immune system started to just do its job, mm-hmm. and how much it sucks. And then she starts listing all her friends' names how they're dead each time she does it stabs me in the heart sandra dead kevin dead everybody dead but like uh my favorite part was like this guy the group the the person in charge keeps asking her questions and then she's like well why don't every why don't you other fucks get involved (laughs) why don't you you know jesus christ And all the other guys are just like, hey, we're extras. We don't really have any speaking. What does she want from us? Wait, were we... Mike, did uh, did you give us lines? I mean, we didn't... can we say something? <laughs> can I get paid? <laughs> I'm so, not really a Screen Actors Guild member, but... So, what else? So, yeah. I mean, that's... that. It starts getting suspicious. It starts getting weird, right? She calls up Rhett. And he was just the most dismissive man. And I don't know what he went through. I don't know. I've not read. There's two sides to every story. I've only heard one side. But Anya calls him up, says, hey, I'm back in town. I'm ready for this. You know, like, I just want to see you. I want to get my life back to normal. I'm I'm cured. And Red's just like, well, what do you want me to do about it? She's like, dude, I just want things. I want to make things right. And he's like, well, sorry. I'm not putting myself through that again. And he hangs up on her. I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> but yeah, he he didn't like 
everything that was going on and or rather hearing her voice again didn't give her the peace that she felt when she heard his voice and there was no um hardcore caller id like we have now so when somebody calls you're not going to see the person's name on the phone especially like those old school phones so yeah he picked up because he had to Mm. and when she when she throws the phone she's distressed she's depressed and midnight hits and we hear again the the voices of the midnight club and she's just like she, she feels like she's being haunted by more survival's guilt you know being haunted by everything and I'm doing my best to talk as much as I can about Anya because this is getting so suspicious. This is... Things aren't not. adding up. And as you're watching it, as I was watching it, I'm sure everyone had a very similar experience where it's just like, okay, this can't be the show. This just can't be what happens. <laughs> yeah. We're not. It's not going to be the Anya lives her everyday life show. Something <laughs> has to give right now. It's Anya. Everyone's dead. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Who's Julia? Doesn't matter. Six out of ten. Like, no, I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. So things definitely jump off the rails now when she gets back to work. Yeah. She sees. So she sees ghosts. We talked From the about... ghost stories we've been talking about this whole time. Yeah. She starts ringing up people at the counter and she rings up a bloody hammer mm -hmm. given to her by the mother from, from Kevin's scary stories yeah, Dusty um, mm -hmm. she walks outside looking at the ballet studio she mm -hmm. we see uh, the zombie from Natsuki's story and but like it's it's one of those you blink and you miss it as she's walking by but then she runs into um, the game store from Amesha's story. And then we see mm -hmm. Natsuki playing Becky. And now we can confirm uh, this isn't, isn't Anya's story. Something's not right. And yeah. we, uh, we, get the different, we get the zombie scare again. We get uh, Dusty killing Ilanka's character. And he's like... <laughs> It had to be done. It had to be done. And he runs. Um, we get Sandra's character from her cool noir story. Yeah. We also get the good doctor playing a detective from Sandra's story. <laughs> we get a lot of cool stuff. And uh, so she goes home. She's she's panicking. She goes through like a, a lot of shit to get home, by the way. But she finally gets home. It's midnight. And we hear Alanka's voice, but Anya doesn't shut it off. She feels comfort in their voices, but she's also noticing maybe something isn't adding up either. So Alanka tells a story. They do the the thing first, the the intro, mm -hmm. and Alanka tells us what happened. As they were doing the ritual, Dr. Stanton came into the basement 
and she was fucking furious which is what I was waiting for I've been calling it like Alonka was gonna try some shit and Dr. Stanton was gonna be like what the fuck you fucking little and grabs her by the like face and she (laughs) just kicks her out she said words that Anya would be proud of you know Mm. that kind of thing and they're all banned from the library they're not allowed to read anymore and they managed to to talk to Mark and get permission to talk to her at midnight. And it hits that the radio is actually the intercom because Anya is in um, the room, the uh, emergency room, I forget what it's called. But she's in a coma. She is just laying there, and everybody's what everybody's been doing is at midnight doing the midnight club with Anya, uh, with the intercom on, telling their stories, hoping, hoping Anya wakes up. And one of the stories is heartbreak. It's just called Anya, and once again, we can't do the story justice. Let's give you an overview of what happens, but. I mean, you know what happened. You saw it. It broke your heart. That's what happened. Okay? It ripped it out and spat on it because it showed you the ending that you know you can't get. You know you're not going to get. But you won it. Yeah. All right? It showed Anya going back to ballet classes. She's healthy. Old childhood friend comes along, which is, you know, her old boyfriend. Mm -hmm. They reignite the old flame between them. They grow old together, and not only do they grow old together, they live in a nice, quaint little white picket fence house in a neighborhood where all the other houses are owned by the Midnight Club's members. Mm-hmm. You see old Spence, old Sandra, old Ilanka and Kevin. Everybody's there. And Anya has kids. She has kids yeah. and a dog. And a and, full life. And a car with, like, a pink middle finger in the front, whatever. <laughs> and you see Anya's reaction, and I think it's hitting her that they're telling the truth wherever she is in right now. That's that's where she is, you know. Uh, it's not, but it's not in real life. So she lays down on her bed, and oh man, the she sees the shadowy figure. And it's crying like a baby and we see a baby and it grows old and it starts reaching out to her and um, as we hear that Alanka apologizes to Anya for the ritual and Anya wakes up like her eyes open and she says her final words because the next scene is Alanka staring at the empty room mm-hmm. with the janitor, the beloved janitor? Oh man, we all love whose name we don't know. He <laughs> <laughs> called him Joe, but that, that was his name from a whole other universe. Is it though? <laughs> but yeah, Alanka is there. Anya's actually dead. They have a heart to heart conversation. They have, yep. Can't do that. He gives her some some nice quotes, but <laughs> <laughs> it's... it's too good, too good. We can't do it justice. Can't do it. But 
Um, but it's just a reassurance of like what happens after death. You know, sometimes it's about the life you live more than it is about the the death that's coming, right? And they both laughed about how Anya was the most fired up person, mm-hmm. and she like the most energetic. She she can bring life to a room just by rolling into it. It's something that'll be dearly missed. And after this, we get the the confrontation. Rom, we're we're back, we're back. <laughs> Elanka and Doctor Stan, they're face to face, and Doctor Stan's like, I don't I don't know what to do with you, okay, but Anya left everything to you, her money, her belongings. And Alanka's like, I don't, I don't need her money. Well, Anya didn't need <laughs> that money either, but she wanted you to have, she wanted you to have everything. And Alanka's just in shock, and even more guilty because she tried to save this girl's life. Um, but Doctor Stan is just like, I don't know what to do. Okay, um. Can't believe Anya left everything she had to <laughs> Alanka. Yeah, because that must have piled onto her guilt too. Like she left all her money, I guess. Yeah, crazy. Well, Anya had no one else to give it to, and why give it to Rhett? He didn't want anything of hers anyway. At least with Alanka, yeah. she could probably do something. She'll probably come up with something, and it probably won't even be selfish. Like, okay, I'm part of me is also suspecting like Anya's like well maybe she'll make it out of this <laughs> if anybody could it would be Alanka that's true so Dr. Stanton I don't know what to do with you Alanka okay um, uh, I don't know I just it, you're on thin ice and I don't know how to fucking respond and I, uh, where the fuck did you get this book anyway and Alanka's like you know what man you know what I, I got you in know- your stupid library bitch like <laughs> You know what today is? You know what I just found out? You know? Someone I barely knew meant the world to me and is gone. And I just inherited everything. I I don't fucking feel fine. And you think this is the best time to have this conversation? Fine. Kick my ass out. I don't care. Peace. I don't know if you heard, but I'm rich now. All right? I'm going <laughs> to buy this whole building. <laughs> so, Alanka does what she does best and hangs out with Shasta. <laughs> Julia. <laughs> Use her real name. Her government name. And she's hanging out with Shasta Julia <laughs> and she's just like, what the fuck? Alright, we did the blood magic. Didn't work. And Julia's like, yeah, it, it didn't happens. work for Anya. But <laughs> you did everything correct. It you happened. tried. Yeah. Isn't that something? You tried. And Nobody else would try. That's the important thing. It's like, Alanka was was saying that she felt guilty. She tried to save her life, and then you know, and she's probably you know disappointed, angry somewhere. And Shasta's like, no, no, she's happy you tried. You don't don't think for a second that didn't make her happy. All her friends are surrounded there doing some crazy ass ritual that probably wasn't gonna work, but you guys tried. Obviously, Shasta. Obviously, Shasta didn't see that part though. the, the thing that it probably didn't work she definitely didn't say that she alludes to the fact that um 
this type of stuff, the ritual, the blood magic, like it could work, but it could just as easily not work. And I've never <laughs> seen that take on these rituals before. Like it's, you can say the right words, the right incantations, you can have the right feeling, everything can go right. And it can still not take. It's kind of hit or miss. And some of it's left up to chance. I think that's pretty interesting since when this type of storyline comes up and there's like a dark ritual that you can do to prolong your life, mm. people abuse it. But if it's a hit or miss thing, you can't abuse it because it's like a roll of the dice. You don't know if it's going to work or not. You can't depend on it. I kind of like that. But I don't know if that's exactly where we're going. But yeah, I like that, that is, idea. A that ritual is, where it's like rolling the dice. I don't think that's where we're going because I think... <laughs> uh, We'll talk about it, but that ritual was important. I think along the same lines as you, probably <laughs> that ritual was meant to do something else and it wasn't safe on you. <laughs> <laughs> it worked. It's just, you know, she didn't know what she was doing. Oh, you used a spell on page 12. Page 13 is the one called save on you. Save on you. Oh, damn Shucks. It. Damn it. Like, the pages were stuck together. <laughs> <laughs> so, in more heartbreaking news, uh, Anya, uh, Alanka found Rhett's phone number, calls him, and it's out of service. And as that heartbreaking thing happens, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Tim shows up. And he's just like, hey, kid, I'm sorry that... And this is a pause, and he's like, I'm just fucking sorry. And like the most heartbreaking fucking words you could ever say. And they hug. And we're back to the Midnight Club. They're in the library. And they're reading. Anya's. Alanka's reading. Anya's letter. Basically, her. What's it called? The thing they leave behind when you die. Uh, I mean, last will testament it, basically yeah. yes her last words right her final mm-hmm. words to the group and um it's just if if there's 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 something on the other side you bet your ass i'm gonna say it but if not just understand that you know it's oblivion there's yeah. nothing and, live and that's life. fine and that's fine mm-hmm. too you know, she's like, see all Which makes me terrified, but whatever. <laughs> that's supposed to be comforting to people. Yeah, but it's Anya saying it, so you can like, oh. Yeah, she's like, yeah, it's fine. And then she's like, I'll see y'all in hell. Love you. Peace. <laughs> Just kidding. There's nothing. Bye. <laughs> nothing is after you. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Watch the night house today. <laughs> so everybody toasts to her memory, and Dr. Stanton walks in. She's tired of everybody's shit. She's like, y'all don't get it, do you? <laughs> okay. Uh, and she tells everybody what we've been suspecting. That they that everybody that works there knows that there's a midnight club. It's been going on longer than, than they've been alive. And she's like, don't you think it was weird? There's always fresh firewood in the fireplace. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I wanted one person to mention it. Like a mesh, give an offhand comment. Man, there's always firewood. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> he would be the person to say it to. Yeah. You know what? He probably did. I feel like that's something he said. 
he did. He said it like before Alanka got there. But yeah, she's like, "Look, you're all." She's like, "I have to punish you guys for what you guys did." All right, but but understand, we don't we don't ask for much. We're trying to give you guys the best, you know, like like just a space where you guys can be with each other and fight and. But what you guys did, understand how fucking freaky that was. How am I supposed to react? You know, I don't want to fucking remove all the locks on your doors or whatever. I don't want to do that because this is you guys deserve this freedom. Because, but come on, <laughs> you guys are doing fucking like satanic rituals down there. How am I supposed to be? You know. And you know, everybody understands, and so she's like, "Guys, just just go to bed, okay?" They're like, "Fine." So they go. Everyone's gathering their stuff. Spencer's like, "Shit, will that happen?" <laughs> I can't believe I never thought about them knowing the whole time. Feels <laughs> stupid. And then, but do they go straight to bed? Nope. No, because Alok is like, "It's funeral time." Alok is like, "I got one more thing," and they're like, "Well, come on, man, you." It's already pushing it. She's like, they're not. She's not gonna kick us all out. And they're like, ah, fine. She's like for Anya, and they're like, okay, for Anya. And another heartwarming, breaking scene. They decide to hold a funeral for Anya. They go down down the cliff to the waters. They throw her ashes in the water, and then they play. Fucking Green Day. Yes, I hope they you do a the cello rendition of your life in cello, like, like John B said. Who plays it? The liar, Sherry. Sherry, she starts to play on the cello. Good riddance by Green Day. I can't believe it, <laughs> <laughs> and it worked. All right, it worked, guys. It's the ninety. It's peak Green Day time. I can't yes. believe I didn't expect it, dude. You know. There was it unpredictable, and in the end, end it's right. right. I hope you had the time of your life. Cute tissues, but you know what? <gasps> I I not suspected, but I, when they started playing those '90s songs like Flagpole Sitter and other songs, I'm like, if they play this one song, Jumbie, you're gonna see tears and snot come out of me, <laughs> and that is um, Jumper. If they play that song, you get, because I can't I, handle jumper. I, I can't. can't no, not not in this setting. Not in this whole thing. Especially when we go to episode. If they, if I hear those fucking chords, forget it, dude. You're just gonna see me be. That's a why it's six out of ten. All right, the ending <laughs> credits had jumper. That was it. <laughs> if I hear that song, forget it, dude. Um, but yes, the uh, this was pretty heart fucking breaking too. But everybody leaves. Alanka scatter her ashes in the lake and we get Kevin and Alanka left. Yeah. Uh, Kevin decided to stay back for Alanka because she just needed some more moments. And she hugs uh she hugs him. She's in his arm. There's a pause. They look at each other. There might be a kiss. Alanka leans in, but Kevin slips it. He does the bob and weave and puts her head on his shoulder. And she's like, I'm sorry, you're right, I'm sorry. And he's like, no, fuck. It's not that I wouldn't. It's Ah, oh, fuck. 
fuck. He's <laughs> he walks away. in a relationship. Yeah. Alonka, he's not a bad dude. And <laughs> I don't want him to become a bad dude. Yeah. So that happened. And at this point, Alonka's like, yeah, uh, if you were to write the worst day ever, this is the worst fucking day ever. And she Getting just rejected. <laughs> like Best the, friend dead. I wouldn't even call that cherry on top. That's just fucking sucks. And yeah. So she packs up. She's on her way out. She walks by an open door of Dr. Stanton. And Dr. Stanton's smoking a blunt as everybody predicted. <laughs> They're like, And she calls some random person up. And they talk. And she just doesn't know what to do. She loves these kids. She loves them dearly. And she doesn't want to be the bad guy. But if you saw what they were doing, how the, how do you how do I react? How would you react? I don't know. And I'm sorry. Wild at the phone. I'm, s- <laughs> I'm so sorry I called you this late. I know it's late. But, you know, but despite all that, we do have good news. I know I lost somebody. But we Brace just yourselves. got good news from the doctor. One of my kids is in remission. What the fuck? Mm. Guess what? It's not on you. <laughs> God damn. Too soon, Jumby. <laughs> no, it's only been a month since the episode aired. <laughs> um, but someone's going to make it. One of our midnight. In In a way, this is more tragic than anything somebody's fate in the group mm-hmm. is to become the daydream that Anya was having yes. to be the sole survivor of this club and be haunted by all the stories that they said during the meetings. Now, one of the members, who is it going to be? I don't know. This is what I, I have don't... to record before I watch. <laughs> hmm? <laughs> this is what I don't want, Jumby. But if yeah. anybody can pull it off, it's Mike Flanagan, but this is what I don't want. It's because it's, it's, I don't want to say predictable, but I feel like you can write a much better story if you don't go this route. It's Elanka's the one who goes into remission and everybody f- stops talking to her and tells her, oh, was that ritual to save Anya or did you sacrifice her to save you? I don't want that. I don't need that in my life, okay? <laughs> but... I could see I could see them doing that. And if they do that, what I want to happen, and this is what I also predict, is that they poured Anya's ashes ashes in that water. The water that Shasta says has curative property. Okay. Mm. I need them to blame Alanka because Alanka's a remission. If this is gonna happen, and the episode needs to end with Anya walking in with two feet. Oh my god, that is it's, impossible. That is that she she's resurrected, fully resurrected, and her and Alanka are in remi- are um can will be cancer free. That's that's the only way this can happen, and it be I can approve of it. If they do a that, full from dust regeneration. Yes. Zero memories, I assume. I mean, no, full, full memories. Full memories. Everything. Full. She's we're going back. full fantasy here. And you know what? 
you could even how are those, how are those synapses going to survive it? You could even do the next two episodes like that. Something's not right with Anya. Mm-hmm. You mean <coughs> Alanka? No, Anya. Like Anya's resurrected. Oh, resurrected, she comes back, and everybody's talking to her. But something's not right. Like she shouldn't have come back, kind of thing. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like we have three episodes, eight, nine, and ten. But <sighs> that's what I want. If they go that route of everybody, if Alanka goes on remission and everybody blames her, but if not, just let somebody else be in remission, please. Like I don't, I don't want to deal with all that stupid shit. I want it to be a mesh. Me too. Because he's everyone's favorite. You know, let's not pick favorites <laughs> for the yeah, people. <laughs> I want it to be everyone. <laughs> I hope they're all in remission. I think we could narrow down who it's going to be. I mean, okay, obviously not Anya. It can't be Spencer because Spencer has AIDS. Mm-hmm. That doesn't work that way. Um, so our options are Kevin. Sandra, Sherry, Kevin, and Amish, and Natsuki. And Amish, and Natsuki. So Amesh, I don't know about Amesh. He's had a lot of surgeries, and he's already passed his death day prognosis i mean that's a that would be a miraculous thing but he was also having those um those episodes though where he was trying to speak but he couldn't quite get the word out Mm -hmm. i feel like that alone rules out a mesh i don't know sherry and sandra I've, i've just never seen them sick like any signs at all so i don't know could be either of them I would like it to be like Kevin or something. Kevin. It's the simplest thing to explain, you know? Like he just goes back to his old <laughs> life. I'd like it to be Sandra. Yeah. Because I just have a soft spot for her for some reason. <laughs> and it'd piss everybody off. Because <laughs> they'd be like, oh, because she's religious. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Everybody starts praying after that. Yeah. But we're back. Um, Anya's trying to escape. She trips. And Elanka. Sorry. Uh, Elanka's trying to escape. She <laughs> trips. Dr. Stanton comes out. Elanka has no choice but to go back to her room. She runs back. And she is greeted by everyone's I'm favorite. Hungry. That's right, I'm hungry. That's what she hears in the (laughs) room. I'm starving. And it is the white-haired, old, black-eyed lady. Bloody-eyed lady. She's like, I'm hungry, Alonka. Feed me. And Alonka's like, fuck this. I'm going into the bathroom. And, of course, she's next to a mirror, which is off-screen. So when they pan back to the mirror, we get a different person, a man. Bloody old man. He's like, hey, what's up? And then she's like, oh, shit. And the stress of the witch trying to open the door and the strange man in the mirror is too much for Alanka and she faints. The end. The man in the mirror. (laughs) That's the episode. Sad, Mm heart-wrenching. Yet another big cliffhanger. Who the hell is going to survive? Yeah. Who's going into remission? Why didn't the ritual work? 
so much to figure out and we're three episodes away from finishing yeah and did the ritual work because one can argue somebody's in remission it's true it worked we don't really have a good definition of the time gap between the ritual and a lot uh, Anya's death and the funeral mm. you know so there's kind of might have been enough time for them to go to the doctor and all that stuff and plus Mark is there right so so yeah <laughs> a lot to take in this is a very heart punching episode. episode yeah and we got three more so we'll see any other things for the next <laughs> um I just wanted to talk about who we think is going to be the survivor where we think the show is going to go from here before we move on i don't know either it's a crazy talk right now anything goes frankenstein's the real monster yes witches nope everybody's a corpse i don't know frankenstein's a witch (laughs) is dr staten still okay here yeah this is another point that i forgot to mention one of our theories was that dr staten was siphoning the souls off of these the the cancer patients that are dying off of these kids and trying to be youthful her reaction to the ritual her um dispels that theory especially since natsuki came up with it (laughs) Um, i think her reaction means that she saw that ritual before but she didn't like what she saw and she's very against it no. I think she was present at some point. Now, do you That's th- what I think. I, I think she was present at some point for whatever the hell was going on with that ritual. And this has brought up some bad memories for her. So you think, so that's our second theory when we kind of went away with the witch one was that she is Athena and Shasta is a say-so, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, are we still holding on to that theory? Because I'm kind of... Shasta is Julia. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's that's a fact at this point but mm. um there's arguments between the two of them but is she athena is dr stanton athena and is i mean i i can see it but... i i could too making sure no one but then i feel like that conversation she had with that random person um i don't know just didn't feel like she's um in a vaguer prediction, yeah. I think there's just one big piece we're not thinking about. Of course. Of and course. we're not going to get it. <laughs> <laughs> Until like the last. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's fun because everyone else can feel superior because we're so dumb. Because I, I, there's just this big piece we're not getting. There's one little clue that we didn't think about or didn't notice mm-hmm. or didn't reiterate where it's like that told us all. It told us everything. That little piece there. We you said it in episode get that one. Clue? Said, we said in episode yeah. one. You didn't we talked it. about Frankenstein in episode. Why didn't you think about it? <laughs> I don't know. I'm I going... love how much I've I've banked on Frankenstein based on one little conversation in the beginning. Put, I wouldn't put it past. Um, but we're st- are you still holding on to Athena's Doctor Sten and um, Julia Shasta's? I say so. That yeah. they were original members. But of I'm not world. confident on it. Like I can if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. I'm not as hell bent on that being true as I am about Shasta being 
Julius. Hmm. Okay. Because the Athena is still a pretty big mystery. For all we know, they have nothing to do with the school yeah. or the the hospice. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll see. But I think we can safely put away the witch theory. That's well. The... What are these ghosts? What does she see? Oh, that's that's a witch for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but the man, that's that's throwing me off. There's a man in there. I think he's a sacrifice or something. I don't know. Or maybe he's somebody who was saved in the past. Maybe I don't know. Just, just something off. And the way he spoke to Alanka was like he was not, you know, like caring. <laughs> so something's up with these two spirits. There's history in the house. Julia even hinted that even before the cult, something was up with this house. She did. And she said that the cult was all about turning the hourglass upside down. Yeah. Making new life arise from old life. Which is like, you know, is that what they did with Anya? That's the old life and they did a ritual to spur new life? Yeah, like, did Anya end up being a sacrifice? Or, or, you know, they they say one person's remission. You know, we don't haven't talked about. What if that was just one diagnosis? What if it starts coming in and everybody's in remission, and it just becomes that would be insane. And it just becomes that they sacrifice Anya. They killed one to save everyone. Yeah. And we gotta. She said she was gonna give us a sign. We can't ignore Tristan. Tristan has been giving us signs. Something's going on. We don't know who did the don't before the ritual. Everybody, they, they set it up to make you think it's Sherry. I mean, Sandra. It's a big mystery. Mm-hmm. But it could have been Tristan. You know, we had that. It could have been Tristan. Yeah. Like, don't do what you're thinking of doing because there's nothing good on the other side of here. They want you to do this. Uh, we also don't know how time works. So in Mike Flanagan's first property there is something i don't even want to spoil really but there's a big reveal that has to deal with time Mm -hmm. there's a big monster or something that's you know on the other side of death but from the perspective of the person going through and becoming that monster they're moving through time and all the events that they saw in different increments of time were happening to them in the present Mm -hmm. so who's to say that the signs aren't being delivered by Alanka herself or somebody else or Anya herself mm. this entire time. That's because true. Because we don't know how time works on the other side. Damn, that's a good one too. Mm. Shit. Something's going to stick, right? <laughs> We're just throwing yeah. all these to the wall. Something has to stick. Frankenstein has to happen. I agree. We're not, <laughs> I'm not letting it go, guys. I just think it's too significant that Alanka poured onions ashes into the water and Shasta's been raving about the water here so you think that's just Anya seeds and she's gonna grow a body maybe maybe well yeah I think it's interesting we haven't seen her spirit but we have seen Tristan's yeah we'll see it's it just happened we have eight nine and ten it's true 
and episode eight is titled um rip and jumpy are wrong so <laughs> we're looking forward to that one great <laughs> and that's so vague <laughs> all right what a weird title for them to put <laughs> well with all that being said any last words jumpy Good riddance by Green Day. Good riddance by Green Day, indeed. (laughs) And with that, we conclude another episode of Phantoms of the Silver Screen podcast. If you like what you heard, please give us a like, subscribe, follow. Anything to show us that you love us. Because we love you. And as always, we hope you had the time of your life. Of your life. Bye. Thank you.